0: Let's pray, Lord Jesus. We thank you for what you've done for us. You walked on this planet. You died on a cross, and you rose again from the dead. Help us to understand what that means for us in our lives now and forever. We pray this in Jesus' name, Amen. I'd like to start by reading with you to you some scripture. The first um, reading is written by a guy named Paul. He was in prison when he wrote this. He wasn't even sure if he was going to get out of prison alive. He says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. From Matthew 6, the words of Jesus. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to his life? Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. In 1 Peter 5, 7, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Wouldn't it be great to have a life with no anxiety, no fear? There's a guy that's out hiking on a mountain. And he's walking along, enjoying God's beautiful creation. And he stumbles. He's falling down a hill, heading towards a cliff, a thousand foot drop at this cliff. He can't stop himself. He goes over the cliff, he's falling, and there's a tree coming out from the side of the cliff. He grabs onto it, hangs on for dear life. He thinks, oh, boy, I just dodged a bullet. But then he looks out in the tree, and there is a very large mountain lion. Apparently it had fallen off the cliff, too, and was stuck in that tree. It had been there a while, and it was very hungry. So things aren't looking really good. But this guy's an interesting person. On the side of the cliff as well, there's a bush growing out, and there's these big, huge blueberries on it. He decides, you know what? I'm gonna enjoy this time right now. So he begins to eat the blueberries and enjoying them. Like he's blocking out the fact that if he falls, he's gonna be dead, or that mountain lion could eat him any time. He's blocking it out and decides, you know what, I'm gonna enjoy this time. How could that be? Could it be because he realized that if he died as a believer in Christ, where is he going? To heaven. Maybe he believes these words that I just read to you. Don't worry. About tomorrow. Don't even worry about what's going to happen in five or ten minutes. Enjoy life. Have life. Have it to the full. You know, in our lives today, so often, you know, sometimes we feel like maybe we're on the edge of a cliff. Or maybe you feel like the hungry mountain lions of life are closing in all around you. We live in a world where so many people have anxiety, stress, anger, hatred. A world where it seems that even good things come to an end. Everything's temporary. A world so often of sin, of death, decay. And we live in this horizontal realm. See, so there's a horizontal, which is a worldly realm. Then there's a vertical, which is a spiritual realm. And there's so many people that are struggling. You know, I've been a pastor for almost 30 years. And many years ago, hardly anybody was an an unbeliever. Maybe less than 5% of people were atheists, agnostic. That number in our country now is over 20%. And for those um, that are younger generations, more than a third of them now claim they have no faith as far as when it comes to God. And my question is, is it working? From my perspective I'm seeing a world that's getting more lost in stress and anxiety and fear and sadness. I believe that the further people get away from God, the more miserable their lives become. The closer you get to God, the better things become. And you can find a full life. You can be happy and joyful and free. About 2,000 years ago, there were 11 guys. They were thinking all good things must come to an end because they had a teacher named Jesus and they had seen the miracles he had done and they were amazed. But now he was dead. They watched him die in agony on a cross. They put him in a tomb and they sealed that tomb and put a Roman guard in place. They thought there was no hope. On top of that, one of their own, one of their disciples named Judas had just committed suicide. It was a dark, And terrible time for them. But something happened on that very first Easter. Mary went to the tomb and she found the stone had been rolled away and Jesus wasn't there. And then she calls the other disciples and tells them, eventually John and and Peter go there. And Jesus appears to Mary, then to the disciples, and then to over 500 more people, as it says in 1 Corinthians 15. Something took place that had never happened before. Somebody went from death to life. Somebody overcame and defeated death. There's been a lot of great inventions in history. You think about the railroad years ago, then the car, airplanes, computers, cell phones. But these inventions eventually get old, they become obsolete, they they get updated. But what Jesus has brought to us It's perfect. It can't be outdated. It can't even be updated. In itself, through Jesus Christ, because of what he's done for us, we are going to live forever through faith in him. We know that when our time on this planet is over, that we are going to rise above this life. We are going to be in heaven forever. Because of what Jesus did through his death and resurrection, he rose above all things that through him we have hope. You see, he wants to share Easter with us in our hearts. He wants to share this victory with us. You know, for those that are farmers, when they plant the seed, when the first um, leaf comes up from the ground, it means a rest is going to follow. The same is now true for us. That Jesus was a first fruit from the dead, and now through faith in him, we will follow. It says in Romans 6, Or don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead to the glory of the Father, we too may have a new life. If we've been united with him like this in his death, we will certainly also be united with him in his resurrection. United in his death and his resurrection. Through his death, we find forgiveness of sins. Through his resurrection, we find life. We find life eternal. And my friends, what that means, no matter what we face in this life, we have hope. Because the best is yet to come. Many years ago, a very successful businessman by the name of Eugene Land, he was going to speak in front of 59 sixth graders in Harlem. One class with 69 kids in it, or 59 kids. And he's trying to think, what should I say to these kids? Because less than 20% of them most likely would graduate. More than 80% would not graduate. He scraps his notes. He says, I want you all to stay in school. If you stay in school, I am going to pay for your college education. 90%. Percent of those kids graduated and went on to college why? because they had hope they had hope for their future you know what Eugene Land did was incredible but what Jesus has done goes way beyond that the gift he gives to us of forgiveness and eternal life is priceless we could not do this for ourselves and he gives it to us that we know that we are going to live forever through Christ. And my question is, do you believe this? Through Jesus, we can rise above all the challenges of this life. It says in 1 Corinthians 15, For he must reign until he has put all his enemies under his feet. The last enemy to be destroyed is death. For he has put everything under his feet, Now when it says everything has been put under him, it is clear that this does not include God himself who has put everything under Christ. When he has done this, then the Son himself will be made subject to him who put everything under him so that God may be all in all. Jesus reigns over everything. And through him, we can reign over everything as well through his power. You see, Jesus wants us to have a great life now and a great life forever. It's Jesus who said, I've come to give you life and give it to the full. There was a time when I used to think that, you know, true fun starts in heaven. I mean, heaven's going to be fantastic, don't get me wrong. But the more I read scripture, what I see, Jesus wants us to have a great life now. And he has a power to help us to find that life. And my question to you is, do you believe this? There are a lot of philosophies, a lot of different religions out there. What do you believe? A lot of people think that all religions, all philosophies, they all leave the same place. Is that really true? A number of years ago, on September 11th of 2001, I was in Houston at a conference. And I'm checking out of my hotel. And I look at the TV monitor in the cafeteria there, and 9-11 was taking place. I saw the image of one of those planes crashing into one of the buildings. And I realized I'm not going to be flying home that day. The airports were shut down. And the challenge I had was my family was in Michigan. My daughter's birthday was on September 13th. How am I going to get there? There's only one thing open. that was the bus terminal, Greyhound bus. And so I went to the terminal in Houston, and and there's all kinds of buses going different directions. I had to make sure I got on the right bus. Each terminal we went to, there was all kinds of people because that system was overloaded. I had to make sure I got in the right line for the right bus because if I got on the wrong bus, I'm not going to make it home in time for my daughter's birthday. Finally, after 48 hours of not a lot of sleep and no showers, I made it back to Michigan for my daughter's 11th birthday. But the thing I realized in those terminals, the buses go to different places. So these different philosophies and religion, all these different buses going all over the place, I want you to think about the one you're on. What's the end result, the end game? Where is that going to lead you? You see, I know of a bus that can lead us to heaven. The resurrection, rise above it, bus. A bus that we're called to be on. There was this boy that was on the side of the road. He's standing for quite some time, and a man walks by and says to the boy, why are you standing here? The boy says, I'm waiting for the bus. The man says, this is not the bus stop. The bus stop is a block and a half down the road. The boy says, the bus is going to pick me up right here. The man says, no, it won't. The boy stood there. The man walks in the distance and watches. The bus comes by and stops right there. The boy's getting on the bus, and he turns around and shouts to the guy, the bus driver's my dad. <laughs> right now, the bus is stopped right in front of every one of us. And the driver is our Heavenly Father, the God who made every one of us and loves us so much. But to get on the bus, you have to pay your fare, Right? And we've all sinned. We've all fallen short. The wages of sin is death. And so standing at the entrance of the bus is Jesus. He says, come on board. I have paid the price for you. I gave my life and I rose so that you can be on this bus. And the Holy Spirit of God is pushing you and prodding you to get on the bus. And I pray before we leave here today that every one of us is on that resurrection Rise above it, bus. Because it makes all the difference in the world. This is so important. Life goes so fast. But eternity is forever. We get so lost in the attachments and the things of this life. Things that really aren't that important. Sometimes we lose track of what really matters most. That's this relationship with Jesus. And what he has accomplished for us. Over the years, I've done a number of um, funerals. And I've got to be honest with you, this may sound strange, but funerals can be a very beautiful thing. I think they are, for those that are believers in Christ, because you're celebrating a victory that that person received, knowing that person is in a better place called heaven because of what Jesus did. In a verse I've read at almost every funeral I did, it's from 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. brothers. We do not want you to be ignorant about those who fall asleep or to grieve like the rest of men who have no hope. We believe that Jesus died and rose again, and so we believe that God will bring with Jesus those who have fallen asleep in him. So the word that Paul uses for death is what? Fallen asleep because death is defeated. According to the Lord's own word, we tell you that we who are still alive... Who are left of the coming of the Lord will certainly not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel, with the trumpet call of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. After that, we who are still alive and are left will be caught up to the Lord in the air. So we will be with the Lord forever. Therefore, encourage each other with these words. Encourage each other with these words. What bus are you on? Are you on the resurrection, rise above it bus? What are you going through in your life? Let me tell you, no matter how difficult it might be, Jesus has risen above it. And through him, you will too. I'm not sure where you are in your walk with Jesus. But I want to encourage you to go deeper. There's a vertical relationship and the horizontal relationship. You want this horizontal one to go better? Focus on the vertical one. And know that no matter what we face in this life, we're more than conquerors because we have a God who loves us. And so on this day, I want to encourage all of us to make sure we're on that right bus, to enjoy the journey and know that because Jesus Rose above it all, we will too. Thanks be to God for the gift of Easter. Amen. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, every one of us is on a journey. And I pray that your Holy Spirit touches every one of our hearts right now. There's so much at stake in the short span of time called life. You came to a world that was lost. And now, through you, we are found. Through you, we have a destiny, a destination. Lord, I pray that every one of us gets on your bus right now. Help us to grow in lives of worship, lives of studying your word, lives of living for you. No matter what we're facing in life, we know that we can rise above it because you've done it for us. Thank you, Jesus. Amen.